that clip, uh, audio clip, uh, was uh, from uh, January 8th statement, 1984, aired on Radio Freedom, and it was uh, the president of the ANC, uh, O.R. Tambo. And, and, and it was the year of the woman, 1984. And here we are, 2020, uh, looking at what's going to be happening, uh, the year that has been tagged, the year of unity, social economic renewal, and national nation building. I'd like to welcome Professor Somadota Fikeni, who's a political analyst and the co-founder of research organization Inthulamiti. Thank you very much for joining us, Professor Figen. Thank you very much for inviting me and greetings to your listeners. Professor, looking at uh, the beautiful history of liberation that the ANC has and where we stand today in 2020, um, what is it that we can uh, take as a leaf of learning? The most important thing is the rich history of the organization and its ability to reinvent itself through very difficult phases of its history. But at the same time, over time, it is the decay and the decline of an organization when you start drifting away from its core values and when people start being tantalized by power positions and resources that they can access after a long liberation struggle that was celebrated the world round. What are these core values for those who don't remember or don't know them? Because, I mean, even in 1984, uh, O.R. Tambo was saying being politically and organizationally uh, united is very important for the movement because it will create a, a formidable force. But what are these values that have been forgotten along the years? There's something they used to call revolutionary morality and ethics, which in essence was to put people first and fight for them, be a sacrificial leader, and everything you do, you're not doing for yourself, you're doing it for a principle. And such values included never dipping into public resources uh, just for self-aggrandizement. There was no obsession with positions of power. Whatever people were deployed, they would accept those. Of course, this has proven to be far more easy uh, to talk about in the post-1994 period, the sins of incumbents once people occupied positions of power have created social distance between leaders and the people in the main. And some of the people have appropriated the right language of the ANC itself or the liberation organizations, but their actions are at variance with that. In fact, the word revolution, the word unity, which is often used without being based on principles, because there was a talk of unity, but principles are there. The issue of egalitarianism, all those have dissipated in the main. Hence, we find ourselves in a leadership crisis that we find. We find ourselves in the corruption that we find. We find ourselves in the alienation of leaders from the masses and simply wanting to be served instead of serving the people. Those are the values that our Tambo had actually embraced. And among other things was the embrace of people 
some of whom had different views. It is said by those who worked with him, whenever people said so-and-so is always opposing you, is always raising issues, so we shouldn't get this one into this structure. He always insisted that you needed those people because they are the ones who make us reflect on some of the assumptions we make. You no longer have that. As you see, the internal democracy within the parties collapse. Now, unity is one of the things that uh, you're speaking about. And uh, 2019 was tagged uh, the year of um, United Action to Grow South Africa, while 2020 uh, is tagged the year of unity, social economic renewal and nation building. However, there's so much fractionalism within the ANC right now. Do we we anticipate that within the ANC there will be um, amendments to see them united uh, and see them becoming ethically and socially and economically renewed in order for the nation to be built? It will only take courageous, audacious leadership that looks beyond their personal gains, their factional interest. And uh, that will take the kind of boldness and risk-taking on the part of leaders to begin to insist on these values. For now, it is unlikely. And the reason is very simple. Many leaders at the moment are facing a number of legal challenges, whether these are from the Zondo Commission or other legal processes. And they often define anything that happens against them as political witch hunt, as part of factionalism, and so forth. So as long as you weaponize any fight against corruption, as long as you weaponize anything that happens from the state itself, because the key thing here is consistency, whether people happen to be closer to Ramaphosa or closer to former President Zuma or Ace Mahashule, it shouldn't really matter. Where there's been corruption, action should be taken. And that is where ANC now is trapped. And with these processes now gaining momentum, you're likely going to see more and more factional battles rather than unity based on principles. Because that is very important to underscore. Unity must be based on principles. Otherwise, even gangsters do unite and there are no principles because they want to do things. Uh, syndicates or criminal syndicates do unite in their purpose to steal. That is why it is very important from within the ANC. But the question being raised now is whether ANC itself is able to do that, able to renew itself, or it has slipped into the deep end of a swamp. Well, there is a speech that Walter Sisulu did speak about being accountable to the public. I'd like us to go to that. Perhaps it will rejog some memory within the ANC party. Every member of the organization must know that he has a duty to the people. The people are not your enemy. The people are your friend. The people expect to be led by you. 
And and uh, do the members of the ANC, with all their fractionalism and the, the corruption within the ANC, I mean, we saw with the PPE funds uh, for COVID-19, uh, a, a lot of corruption that made the world stare at us as South Africans. And a lot of the leaders who were implicated are from the ruling party, the ANC. Do they remember these words, that there is accountability to well, the public? I do think that... Professor Figeni, can you hear us? It seems our line uh, is not going well, network issues there. But what we are going to do is uh, try and get hold of uh, Professor Somadota Figeni to just come back to analyze uh, the history and the current day of uh, the ANC being Africa's oldest liberation movement, uh, turning 109 years old today. And um, the January 8th uh, celebrations have been held off because of COVID-19, which is a responsible thing to do. But uh, is it one of those things that, that uh, we we are going to be waiting for and waiting for and waiting for and nothing happens within this party or are we going to see a change? That's a very important thing that we want to know because a lot of people are saying people vote. People vote for the ANC based on the historical um, beauty and liberation of the party but the current day uh, reality of the ANC is, is, is little to be desired. Let's uh, go back to Professor Somadoda Figeni who's going to be um, elaborating further. Thank you, Prof. Yes. So what I was saying is that the memory of the struggle for many members was uh, has faded into a distant past. And all what they can do now is to appropriate the language of the struggle to their own benefit as individuals. Hence the invocation of words such as revolution, uh, revolutionary morality, eye of the needle, very often mean nothing except what they can appropriate and misuse in order to confuse the public at times. It's not what intrinsically they believe in many of them. And the question is, how do you make people who benefit from such instrumental use of the struggle language and learn what they have learned to use and abuse over time in order to relearn something new. That is probably the most difficult psychological challenge because it would need self-critical introspection, which doesn't seem to be happening. I'd like us to go to a clip where Mama Winnie Digizela Mandela was also speaking about uh, the ANC at the current time. I believe something is very, very wrong. Something is very wrong with the history of our country. Something is very wrong with what we have done and how we have messed up as the African National Congress. Mamouni Matigizela Mandela was speaking to the BBC around uh, the African National Congress, the ANC, which is celebrating its 109th uh, birthday, um, Africa's oldest liberation movement. And we are talking right now to Professor Somadota Fikeni, who's a political analyst and co-founder of research organization in Tulamiti. Professor Fikeni, Mamawini Matigizela Mandela was speaking about the fact that there's something wrong with the ANC, something wrong with the country then. Things have deteriorated more if we look at what has happened and how the world is viewing South Africa when it comes to corruption. I mean, this celebration of uh, January 8th, if 
if you look at a couple of years past, even last year, when it was celebrated in Guazuli Natal, it was marred with, uh, you know, the, the issues of slay queens. It's an, a celebration to empower slay queens. It's a celebration to just enjoy a lot of boozing and partying and grooving and nothing much about the organization and the movement. And then we find ourselves in corruption. W- what are your thoughts in ensuring that, um, or your thoughts around this particular comment from Mama Winnie Madigizela Mandela and the current day ANC? She was correct. In fact, when ANC celebrated the fact that its membership had grown to more than one million, I raised the question of whether what they are celebrating was the substance or was form, whether they were celebrating the richness of the grain that was accumulating or the fluff that was accumulating. It is clear now that people have started to use this vehicle called ANC for wrong ends. If they want a tender, they want deployment, they want to be in some positions, and uh, they want to control resources, they will use this vehicle not because they believe in any of its values, not display those values. And that's where the problem is. If you look at the political reports by secretary generals and the, the presidents of the organization, right from 2002 onwards, they decry this tendency. It becomes worse. Uh, going to Pulugwan ANC is such a divided entity. So... Factional interests, individual interests, have become the main text. National interests are merely a footnote very often. We are sitting uh, with a political party that is uh, has a beautiful history but marred with a current day reality that leaves little uh, to be desired. Do, do you feel, uh, Prof, as we close off, that the ANC might be able to redeem itself, might be able to remove fractionalism and uh, the seed of corruption um, within its midst and uh, perhaps go back to its glory of standing for the people? The chances are limited. It would take something extraordinary. It would take a rupture. It would take the overhauling of the organization. And also it would take a critical mass of leaders, some of them younger, who could turn things around. Because right now, I don't think certain people, even those who were veterans in the struggle in some form, do know any other way except to have a parasitic relationship with the organization. Some of them had never worked anywhere else except being deployed by the ANC, benefiting from the ANC. So it has become a giant social benefit entity without which some people can't imagine what they can do. That's where the problem is. But if it was understood to be in service of the people to a point where if a capable person, even if that person had not gone to any struggle, had not gone to any exile or urban island, is recognized as a person who can take us to the future if they have the skill and the commitment and the right 
uh, you know, disposition, then that would be fine. Right now, you have a sense where people employed even to professional positions, the question of where they stood in the struggle becomes a priority at times. What would be the relationship if you wanted to make sure that you are competitive globally in the digital world of fourth industrial revolution with you remembering the Kabul conference of 1985 or Morogoro of 1969? That is where the problem is, where people are beginning to use too much of a rear view mirror instead of a windscreen to go forward not for good reasons of remembering the values, but rather to put themselves first in line for this, first in line for that deployment. And that was not the intention of the struggle. That some of us, though we were young, we were involved in this struggle, we went into prison several times, should not make me think that I'm first in line when you have a young brilliant, capable person to do the job, to take us forward. Professor uh, Figeni, thank you so very much for joining us uh, this afternoon. I know that you've got another engagement around the same issue, and I do hope that our current ruling party, the ANC, as they celebrate uh, the 109th year, um, they they can regain their strength and uh, their former glory. Thank you very much, Professor, for joining us.